Hello, and welcome to another episode of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. My name is Alec Mappa. I'm an internationally beloved actress and comedian. Um, here to co-host with me today is the lovely winner of Canada's Drag Race, Pri- Pri- What? She's not here. Oh, it's just me? <laughs> just as I planned. Just kidding. Today, uh, Priyanka is predisposed, so it's just going to be me. But beyond me, we have a very special guest. We have the latest eliminated queen from RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Spoiler alert in five, four, three, two, one. The fabulous Eureka is here with us today. Yay! Yes, you found it! So, let's get into it! Eureka, welcome! Hello, 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 Alec. You look gorgeous and sound you just look gorgeous as beautiful. Too. I made a gift Bingo. of you on the Instagram, and I want to play it for you because it's my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I got a little crafty on the Instagram, and this is this is my favorite thing at, on my phone. Here we go. I'm his hand. She got crafted with the gift. I it's also like, love the one like, that the fans made. Oh, sorry. I was going to say they made one of Lady Gaga where it was like, I'm a biggest, but it's like, I'm a biggest fan. Follow me into, from her music video for uh, Paparazzi. It's so silly. It's like uh, Cher saying Wagon Wheel Watusi for seven hours. So um, I have to say, first and foremost, uh, you've achieved everything you needed to achieve. Uh, besides winning on this season right. of All Stars, you just exceptional. Thank I think you. that you're you're so endearing this season. You you bring a, a, a completely you. different energy than you did. First of all, this is like your tenth time on the show because the first time you almost broke your leg. You did break your leg. Yeah, you broke something. Well, I tore my ACL. So, what was in your head this season when you were coming back? What did you want to do differently? Uh, you know, honestly, I really I. We were in the middle of a pandemic when I got the call, mm-hmm. and I didn't have anything else in the world to do, and I needed a reason to do drag, and the at-home drag just doesn't work for a girl my size. You know what I mean? Just to be honest. You know, right. the living room drag was not working for me, and I just knew, you know, it was the time to go back. I felt like emotionally I'm in a better place. You know, I've really kind mm-hmm. of um, healed a lot since my mother passed away. I've grown so much yeah. um, through, you know, other working experiences. So it just felt like it was right, you know what I mean? And I felt good. I felt good going into it. I felt like a grown adult, you know what I mean? Like, when you when you finally yes. realize, like, you know what? I, I am grown enough to do this now. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And it's something that yeah. you don't know in hindsight. Like, the first time mm-hmm. you could go through something and not know that you're grown. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I got to tell you, I'm loving We're Here. It's so good. Oh. It is uh, my my family's favorite show. My nieces are obsessed with it. They uh, I have my really? very religious mother in law watching. She watched every single episode, 
and absolutely love it. Uh, before we get into RuPaul's Drag Race, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement in that fabulous show? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I'm here now. We're actually filming right mm -hmm. now, um, which is really Fantastic. exciting. We're filming season two, so it's hopefully going to be releasing later in the year. Yay! Yay! Season two on the road in the time of COVID. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but it's going to be really good. We've worked really hard. You know, me, Bob, and Shangela worked really hard on this show. And I'm excited because, you know, honestly, the creators were at the finale of season 10. Um, they loved mm -hmm. me in season 10. When they were creating the show, I was the first person they thought of to add to it just because it's very that. Oh, I didn't know you that. You know, small town, hometown vibe and, and the emotions. Yeah, we had the, the initial meeting. Um, we had together and we went over like their ideas for other co-hosts. And um, mm -hmm. luckily they were feeling the same energy I was as far as like who I thought would be a great fit too. It was just a really incredible moment and they knew they needed Bob and Shangela just like I did. And it just worked out. You know what I mean? I don't know. Beautiful. It's incredible. To be it's a part so of good. It's so good. For those of you who haven't show, uh, seen we're here, <clears throat> it's a series on HBO where, uh, uh, Bob, the drag queen, Shangela and Eureka go to small towns and basically put on a drag show with the residents of the town. And it's basically mm -hmm. a snapshot of what it is to be queer and queer adjacent in America right now, and it's very moving. And I remember at the beginning of one episode, it was maybe the Louisiana episode, where it all of a sudden was pointed out the obvious that all three of you uh, originated in very small towns. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the coolest part of it, I think. Do, do you find that that contributes to your rapport with the other girls? Like, like you all have that in common? You all have that rural upbringing in common? Yeah, I think so. I think, honestly, it contributes to our passion for the project. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think, right. you know, me and Bob and Shangela knew each other and we worked together before the show. But working on this mm -hmm. show has gotten us very close with each other because we have to rely on each mm. other so much in these situations. Yes. Um, but yeah, yes. that's what's made us so close. But I think it does encourage the passion we have for the show. The fact that we're also mm -hmm. from small towns and we know what our daughters and these people feel like. We know what it feels like. Right. And I've done rural reality shows before and there's there's nothing <laughs> like bonding with your castmates when you're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, that is tea. That is tea, Miss like, Alec. Yeah, you're my family out in the middle of I don't even know where we are right now, but I'm holding on to you like a, a life raft. But you're so good on the show. Um, my favorite, um, I think my favorite episode is where you help, uh, You there's a, a, I think it was the Louisiana episode where you help the lesbian who had lost her leg in um, a car accident. Yeah. Uh, be in oh, drag and William. dance for the very first time. So moving. Yeah. So moving. It was so crazy. that She was inspiring in general just because, one, being a powerful lesbian representation, mm -hmm. but two, obviously, being an amputee as well, like, being so handy-capable, which is, I like to say. Um, but, yeah, mm -hmm. putting her boots back on and just went out there, it was so much fun. I mean, it's just... Yeah. That's the part is I also get inspired doing it. Yeah, the middle of the country needs drag queens right now. I mean, they we desperately need that that energy, <laughs> that uh, that gender non-conforming energy out in the middle of the country. So let's get into RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars, um, episode six oh nine, episode nine. Wow. Did it go by fast? Has it gone by fast for you? That, that those nine episodes? It's kind of yeah. I mean, well, I mean, not filming it. Filming it felt like I took forever. Um, you know what I mean? When, yeah. when you're in the moment, it just feels like the longest days 
um, the sure. hardest days. But then when it's over, it's like, oh, God, that went by so fast. So it's, it's kind of that moment even now. It's like, wow, we're on episode nine already. It is going by really quick right. now that it's airing. Right, right. And, you know, speaking of uh, the pandemic, this was filmed during the pandemic, during lockdown. In fact, RuPaul's Drag Race was one of the first sets to start Mm -hmm. operating again. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what that was like, filming a reality show during a pandemic. It was just crazy. We're we're in such an Mm -hmm. emotional place. But I think, honestly, it's what caused us to have such a camaraderie on this season. If you notice, honestly, even when we get upset, we're not really at each other's throats. Because I Mm -hmm. think that all of us just was excited to be around other people and just so blessed to be here. And everyone was (laughs) fighting so hard to just do drag. Like, everyone was just glad to be doing something. Every morning, you know, the only channel I really had that worked in my room, because we don't have our phones, we don't have computers, nothing. We get the news. And everything was on fire. And Trump was putting, I remember literally, it was the days that Trump was, you know, posting up police at the White House and, you know, at every grand location. And there was, you know, riots and, and fires all over California. And literally there was smoke in the air every day. It was crazy. Um, You know, and it's just a different energy then. And isn't uh, that bananas? The set life was different. It was bananas. It was also super COVID friendly. So it was like, we had to get tested every day. We had to, yeah. um, you know, stay in these bubbles, only work around certain people. There were, like, separators in between the camera people. Like, it was just such careful filming, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the set was really airtight. And um, I oh, yeah. love the chemistry between all of the girls this season. There seems to be, like you said, a, a genuine camaraderie, especially between you and mm-hmm. Trinity. You and Trinity, is there's, like, a, a love bubble around yeah. you. The the appreciation you have for each other. It's its very, very sweet. Well, I mean, I knew i knew Josh before filming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for us to, like, meet each other there, it was kind of surprising. We didn't know each other was coming either, which was interesting. So, like, yeah, you seeing don't each know other there who, was actually kind of You don't know anybody blessing. who's coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, not just with Trinity, though. I, it was a blessing to see Kylie because me and Kylie were really close where we did the Christmas special together. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, those were probably the two I was like, oh, my God, like two people that I'm already, you know, kind of close to. And, you know, I think I understand Trinity better than most people because I grew mm. up around um, the Southern, like, pageant energy type queens. You know, right. Trinity reminds me of, like, the girls I grew up with and how they act. Do you think that she falls under themselves. that category of pageant queen? Oh, Trinity is a pageant queen through and through. She wants to win Continental mm. Steel. That's her dream, right. you know, is to win Continental or USA. She's been first runner-up at several national pageants. I mean, just right. watch her on the runway. That's what has cultivated this symbol of excellence. But Beautiful. also, Josh is just a sweet guy. Josh yeah. is just a really sweet guy that has also been through a lot. And I relate mm-hmm. with people that have been through a lot, you know, because I've been yeah. through a lot. So, like, you immediately kind of know your people when you see them. Someone that I've gotten really close to is Raja, actually. She's probably one of my, like... I call her my bestie from the show. She might not call me that. It might be a ginger man's Katya moment. I'm not sure. But, you know, (laughs) Raja is definitely my favorite person from this season, to be honest. I'm so needy. I check in with people afterwards. Like, like, are we really friends or did I just pretend? Was that real? I know. (laughs) I'm that bitch, too, a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. I can't lie. I'm that girl. I'm that girl, too. You're a pageant queen as well. I mean, you were Miss Continental Plus, weren't you? Isn't that a pageant that you competed in? Or was um, that your drag No, I, I, com- 
my drag mother's a former USA at large. I'm very much come from that Southern pageant queen realm of drag. Love it. I was always a little out of the box, a little too out of the box for the pageants. I would always get first really? and second runner up because there was always like your hair's too much or your, you know, your performance was too vulgar or you're too loud or you're too. I was always a little too much for the pageants. But I will say, if it wasn't for pageantry, I wouldn't be so polished. You know, my polish yeah. and my craft was really shined up by the pageantry system. That's why my body and my hair and my makeup and everything is always so consistent because I learned that by competing for so many years, you know? Yes, yes. My favorite pageant hair of yours is is the piled up on top one piece that's like a uh-huh, cutie doll. Love. Which is, yeah. <laughs> 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 that is straight up pageant hair and I love it yes. and, and and you're right I think the pageants do kind of uh, bring a lot of polish uh, to the runway the pageant girls bring a lot of polish to the runway because every year there's like mm-hmm. wow she doesn't know how to walk so we're coming off the elimination of Pandora box now at this point in this episode who do you see as your biggest competition um, so going into the top five episode, I mean, honestly, I felt like they were all huge competition. At this point, everyone felt like they were on a playing, an even playing field. Obviously, mm-hmm. Ginger Minj is, Ginger Minj is doing really great in the competition, so maybe Ginger probably. Right. Is who I would pop out in that moment. I would probably think she's my biggest competition. She just won another challenge and another lip sync. She's my fellow big girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. like, I was also just really happy for her, too. I was just hoping yeah. I wasn't going home, but we see how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Here we but are. Uh, you know, but in this game, it really is from week to week. It's anybody's game. You know, uh, Trinity was like yeah. in the very bottom in the first episode. She's had an up and down journey. So it, it really is unpredictable. And I think that's what people keeps people glued to their seats. Um, they did superlatives. That was the challenge. And you were voted the messiest, gassiest, bossiest, and shadiest queen. Ah, you, 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 yeah, I was. You, you checked. You checked off all the boxes. That must. How did that? Yeah, feel? <laughs> it felt fine. It felt normal. You know, honestly, I'm. I'm always the person that kind of gets the brunt of the joke. I always have been. You know, being the yeah. bigger person in the room, you're an easy target. One, two. I am gassy. Three. I am bossy. Four. I. I don't know about the messy part. It depends on your connotation of messy. I'm a very organized and clean person. Now, if you're talking about messy as in like socially messy, I can be socially messy, but I'm not messy (laughs) as far as like my my environment. Messy was probably the only one I was like, messy? Because when I thought messy, I thought like your station is messy. You know what I mean? Okay. But they must have thought like drag lingo messy. not like out the club messy at three o'clock in the morning. Time to go home, and you're naked in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, then I should have been voted most messiest, probably. <laughs> maybe that is me. That is me. You know, maybe more. Also, you know, I think this is also the Eureka people used to know too more because I used to mm. be that girl. I actually just really? got tagged in something the other day. The other day, I got tagged in something where I was on a tour, and it was a video of me coming out on stage, waving to everybody with a cigarette in my hand and a bottle of cocktails and some salt and vinegar chips under my arm, bitch, full redneck (laughs) drag queen fish, honey. And I was just like, I really used to be that girl. So you're not that girl anymore? Do you think you carry yourself differently publicly than you had formerly? Just differently than I did before. Yeah, I just, you know, I think it comes with truly learning your self-worth. I think when you're, when you are craving attention like that, 
mm, there's a self-worth problem. That's what I've learned. What I've, it's not, you know, when you're screaming, I don't give a fuck what you think. Right. In the way that you're acting. The truth is, is you care more than anyone else in the room what people think. It's also inexperience. I mean, you've covered a lot of road. Yeah. You've gotten a lot of positive attention for your talent and validation. Mm-hmm. So you don't... You know, those you. like like you said, those are the things you do earlier in your, your career yeah. when you're, you're, you haven't achieved a level of fame. True. As you have. Your value changes. Your self... Yeah. That's what I guess we're saying similar things, I think, because what I mean is my self-worth changed. The value mm-hmm. of myself changed. It, it shifted yeah. to where I actually... I could, I think higher of myself than that now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now I, you would never catch me like that because I'm... I'm not that girl no more. You know what I mean? Right. It's, right. it's weird how we change and we evolve. But. And you you see the evolution of the queens on the show. You know who's completely different now is Laganja. Like, mm-hmm. she carries herself with so much confidence and light now. Yeah. As it, 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 there's a much less needy energy to her. Wouldn't you agree? Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's when you start learning your self-worth and not being so exactly needy. For people's attention yeah. or their approval or, you know, yeah. there's something yeah. about it, gal. It's like, <laughs> you reach a point where it's like, I've made my point. People know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> they know what I'm capable of. Yeah. I don't need to come out with a bag of chips. Although coming out with a bag of chips is hilarious. I think that's very funny. I mean, that is hilarious. <laughs> but I was also like smoking in a theater with a bottle of vodka, probably half lit in some denim gym. It was an embarrassing video. Mm. I mean, just, I used to do the stupidest shit just to get attention, I think. You know, and didn't realize yeah. it. It's kind of like yeah. when you're the bullied kid and you're just acting out. You know what I mean? And you kind of become yeah. a bully almost. You know, I well, I, I mean, had it's... some dark times. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Honestly, I have in my life. I've had some dark times in my life. Absolutely, and and also that mm-hmm. when you're in drag and you're on stage and people are egging you on, it's a powerful feeling. You know, it really yeah. is like a license to kill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were agging me on or not. I'm not sure. They might have. There was. I, I remember a few moments where the crowd was like, "The fuck is that?" Yeah, it's a little too far. Yeah. <laughs> we go into the challenge of drag tots. Uh, going to that. Were you familiar with the show going into the challenge? You know, actually, yeah, I had watched it because I got Wow Presents Plus because I love watching mm-hmm. all the franchises on it. And I yeah, just happened to come across it. So I had seen the cartoon. Now, the cartoon, for those of you, for people who haven't watched, is it more for adults? Is it more just tongue-in-cheek? Or is it an actual children's show? Was it for I think both? it's more children's show-ish. I, think, I don't mm-hmm. think it's tongue-in-cheek as much. It's actually a little more child-friendly. Um, right. I think they do a really good job about not letting it be too risque. Like, it's not like the there was a, a series on Netflix, right? They did, like, a little drag yeah superhero like in brazil or something brazil Netflix mm-hmm. or something that was more tongue-in-cheek this one is really mm. kid-friendly ah uh, now uh you going into this challenge you were the only one without a win everybody pointed that out um did you feel like that pressure affected you in this challenge at all um you know honestly it pushed me to work harder you know it might have stressed me out a little bit yeah for sure mm-hmm. i didn't I feel like, I, I don't know, I can't say I overthought it. I think I just really was trying to be so different, so I went the villain route. I mean, I think, honestly, mm-hmm. this is just kind of how it turned out. I knew the girls were in a gun for me because I hadn't won a challenge. And I was like, if I don't yeah. win this challenge, I just know they're going to send me home. <laughs> I was exhausted. Girl, I was ready to go to the house. 
Honestly, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I was kind of ready. I was emotional, but I was ready when I got eliminated just because, you know, I had slept maybe two hours working on this outfit oh, all yeah. night. You know what I mean? My feet are yeah. hurting. Um, yeah. it, you know, you get to that exhausted point. I felt like everything I had done up to that point was really great. And if you all don't see my track record for what it is, because for me, I feel consistent and I've done a great job. I know I haven't won, but I haven't been to the bottom either. But I can't control what they feel. And I also wasn't about to tear any of those girls down to stay because I'm just not that person anymore. You know? Yeah. And I, I love want that to you win, said that. But winning isn't everything. I love that you said that. That, you know, uh, we'll talk about that. We have a commercial break coming yeah. up and then we'll get more into it. Now, I do oh. want to talk more about your struggle because I think you're fabulous. But before we go into commercial, I have a very special message for you. Uh, I'm the biggest I'm the biggest <laughs> so sweet. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this commercial break. All right, we are back with Eureka. Yes. Oh, you know what? At the very final episode of We're Here, we did get into your story, which was a, a beautiful story, and I'm glad that they had that episode talking about your upbringing and how you you discovered the drag world and your drag mom. Mm-hmm. And you even talked yeah. about it this... Did you talk about it this season? That for a while you lived as a, a trans woman. No, I didn't talk about it, actually. Um, Akira mm. talked about it. Remember Akira during the table talk? It. Right. Akira talked about being trans. And I kind of left that her conversation. Okay, but you had you had an experience as well, kind of uh, living outside of the binary. Oh, no, I definitely did. Yeah, I lived yeah. I lived as a trans woman for four years in college, et cetera. So I was relating to a curious story for sure. But in that mm-hmm. moment, her giving up that vulnerable story, I know it was her moment to talk about it. That's why I didn't even bring mine up, you know? Because yeah. I feel like the world is yeah. kind of known, honey. Erica used to be a thing. But it was mm-hmm. interesting to learn about Kiki. I mean, some of us do. We go through gender journeys. That's a thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a long absolutely. road. Now, now you during that time, you're you're just starting to find drag. You're you're experimenting with gender. Was it a, was it an exciting time? Was it a happy time? Was it a puzzling time for you? Yeah, no. I mean, when I lived as a trans woman, I had a great time. I had a lot of fun. Mm. That also had a lot of really scary moments too. You know, because I was taken advantage yeah. of um, by predators and different things like oh, that. I'm sorry. And got mixed up in drugs and emotional. Mm-hmm. I was young and, you know, there's a lot of things that affected me in my retransition, but the biggest part was just realizing, like I was kind of playing this character and I was trying to escape, um, my upbringing, which was really rough, like mm-hmm. with my dad and stuff and just my family in general, I wanted to become a different person. Um, right. so I retransitioned to finally figure out how to love who I really was as a person, period. Um, mm-hmm. so I transitioned for the wrong reasons. I transitioned to run away from who I was born to be, which is actually a non-binary human being, um, yes. that I live as now non-conforming, um, mm-hmm. that I had to discover through all of that, educating myself and those experiences. That's why I tell people, girl, gender journey, take as long as you need, go as many routes as you need. You know what I mean? And it's different for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would never presume to tell anybody. You know, this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. This is where you're at. Because, exactly. like you said, we're absolutely always evolving. I mean, the show the show is proof of that. You're proof of that. You're, you're a different person than you were two, three years ago, and it shows. Yeah, thank you. It shows to me, too, watching it. I'm just like, oh, my God. I, you know, it's I'm proud of what I did before on the seasons mm-hmm. for who I was in that moment. You know, but I'm really proud of who I've become. You know, 
I wanted to become someone that my mother could be proud of too. You know, I'm yeah. living in her legacy yeah. now. And it's a real legacy. Isn't that amazing? You know, weirdly, everything works out for a reason. It's just incredible. Yeah. My mom passed away uh, more than 20 years ago. She died very young. But I always feel like when things are going well or when I'm doing something well, mm-hmm. I'm kind of passing on a gift. Do you know? Because I, I feel like all the good stuff oh, in me. Yeah. And there's a little bit of good stuff in me comes from my mom in, 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 my, <laughs> in, my, in my more Aww. generous moments, in, in the moments where I'm being a good friend. Because when my mother passed away, everybody said the same thing. Everybody said that she was my best friend. So it's kind of like I think the people oh, we yeah. love and care about do leave gifts for us I to, to share after they've gone. Well, you have a huge heart. I mean, I adore you, and I know that you just give off the best energy. So I, you know, props to mom. You know, thank you, mom, Yay. for giving us Alec. And you were yeah. you were you were close to your mom, right? Or did you have a tricky relationship? Yeah. No, we were really close. Yeah. You know, honestly, yeah. my whole life, she was the only she was my best friend. You know, growing up because I was different. Yeah. I was so different. Right. She was my strength system. I was also big. You know, the thing is, is like. Being a large person, not just fat, but also just being large. I'm six foot four. I've been mm-hmm. over six foot since I was in sixth grade. Like I grew wow. really quickly. Yeah. So I, I got up into like the five ten, five elevens in like sixth grade in middle school. So Golly. just being a large German person and then also being a sissy at the same time, yes. you're a huge target at size mm-hmm. and then obviously the way you act. Um, but yeah. people expect you to be able to hold your own. So then they force you into violence a lot of times, things like that. Mm. And it just wasn't, it wasn't easy for me. But my mom was always my best friend and my support system and stood beside me and told me it was okay to be sensitive and to be myself. And, you know, that I didn't have to be a fighter. I didn't have to be a football player. I didn't have to be these things that people saw me and envisioned for me. But I was obviously just a flailing lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've made it work for you and and it's it's you've you've mm-hmm. taken all the things that were formerly considered liabilities and now they're all assets. I mean they're they're all I know. your strengths. What I love That's now amazing. is when when we go to drag con seeing all the gay kids meet all the drag queens. Oh my goodness. Seeing all the little the girls in drag. Oh. Yeah, all the little kids. It's just it's just the Amazing. best thing, kind of like, yeah, they see they see a, a role model of like, oh, it's not so bad for me to be who I am. I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. So let's talk about Alexandria McQueen. You were kind of going for a oh, villain, yeah. which was super, yeah. super fun. You're, um, you did proportionize the entire season. I mean, everything you, every, every look Always. you did was like, all your looks were just, just great. Um, I even like the beach ball one. We had a discussion about Thank that on a you. podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, can we talk about like how the beach ball was perfectly placed on your stomach? And that's the Thank joke, you. and she's pointing it out, yeah. and it's so smart. Yeah, I just thought it was great. What were Honey, your favorite beach ball body mama? Beach ball body mama. That I wore, or just in general? Uh, you wore, and then in general. We'll branch out. Okay. Uh, my favorite look to wear... Ooh, um, probably the beach ball. You know, I did love that. I also yeah. loved patterns, and I loved my crossing guard look. I thought that was really fun. That was pretty ball. great. <laughs> um, yeah, and my favorite look in general, I I think Jan had some really rocking looks, to be honest. And Akira, yeah. Akira blew my mind every week. Just does yeah. drag. That bitch just does yeah. drag. Raja blew yeah. my mind a lot because she makes everything she wears. So, like, I sometimes I was just like, bitch, you made that? Yeah. I know. 
I know. Do you sew? Are you a sewing And Trinity queen? had some really incredible looks, too. Yeah. Do you um, sew? I, I was kind of reminded that I know how to sew on All Stars, but yes. I know how to sew. <laughs> I do. Okay. okay. <laughs> but I, I was forced I, to, like, I hadn't sewn in so long, but now I right. remember. I think it's like Survivor. If you get cast on Survivor, bitch, you better know how to make a fire on a beach by yourself by episode one. Do you know what I mean? The show's been on for 700 years. So whenever a a queen comes on on Drag Race and says, I don't know how to sew, it's like, uh... Or when a queen comes on and says... Yeah. I'm not an actress. It's like, mm, mm, yes, you are. I mean, have you been watching the show? You know what's yeah. required of you. I mean, at least be prepared for improv. Be prepared to act mm-hmm. silly. You know, just have mm-hmm. fun with it. It's drag. I think sometimes the girls take themselves too serious. And, too you know, seriously. I, this challenge, that's kind of what I wanted to do was just like, you know what? Maybe I just want to be the villain. Just be something different. Yeah. yeah it was really, really fun. Everyone else is going to do the little pretty frilly. Yeah, I also love Divine. Kill, Kill everyone, everyone now. now. <laughs> Condone first degree murder. Kill for my Kill politics. My politics. Kill for my, Kill life. my life. <laughs> I know. I wish they could have used more of those iconic lines. I think there was some copyright issues too, but it was um, so fun to play her. You know, yeah. I think there were there was a lot of restrictions actually on I me playing Divine. Um, oh wow! Yeah, just because she is a character, I couldn't do anything involving feces on camera. You could, you know, you there were a lot a of like, bar. you couldn't eat a baby. No, baby, they. Dirt. Well, no, I did. They just didn't show it. Oh, you know rats. what I mean? They can't show stuff like that. So there was a lot that was done that doesn't make the cut sometimes. You know. We well, were up there for like a good thirty minutes to an hour. I believe it. I believe it. It's there's because yeah. they they film a lot because they want a lot to 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 play with in in the edit. Now yeah. in the in the looks for uh, this challenge, uh, let let's go through everybody real quick. Um, uh, Trinity came out as like a, a furry feline kind of Alice in Wonderland cat. Yes. Uh, she had uh, it, it was it reminded me of Alice in Wonderland, but uh, Alice in Wonderland like the Cheshire Cat had a blonde wig. I really love this look. Thoughts? <laughs> it was cute. I thought it was really yeah. good. Honestly, I just remember her. She had a whole other character she was working on um, in the workroom, and this was a last-minute call for her, and it was a really good direction. I loved seeing her play with the yarn balls that she created and stuff. It was really fun. Uh-huh. This was last minute? I mean, she originally... Not last... I mean, well, she originally was going to... And I don't know if this is my tea to spill, but she originally was going to do Princess Positivity, I think, was the name of her oh. first character she came up with. Oh, she was okay. going to be Princess Positivity and like was going to be like a superhero. And um, after talking with Rue, I think she changed it. Changed her mind. Okay, then we came out uh, with uh, Prin- Princess uh, Terrabelle. Uh, uh, Terrabelle, that was... Um, uh, 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 Ginger's Ginger character, and um, this was my only issue with Ginger has been the length of her hems in like a lot of the mm-hmm. challenges. I'm kind of like that that hem is puzzling me. Like when she came out as the goth girl, and the hem was just kind uh, of like mid shin. And if you're five feet tall, I mean, I this know. is the. And I'm saying that because this is a hem I actually like. She was doing kind of like a child mm-hmm. pageant dress in blue. And she was like this little Southern belle. Yeah. I really like this look a lot. It was really good. It was very her wheelhouse. I loved it because it was very ginger. You know, for me, I would yeah. have loved to have seen her do something different. But mm-hmm. I mean, when you know your brand, girl, sell it. And she knows how I to know. sell her brand. It's very ginger. I know. I think it was kind of like, it wasn't a big risk, but it was like, it kept her in the race. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. It was it was yeah. a really safe bet, for sure. Yeah. And then Raja blew me away with this purple outfit. I mean, I can't. She even painted her whole face purple. And she was, I see a queen, because before, before she was I queen semen. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> Right. She was, a, she was a semen queen before it, and Rudy didn't like that. So. Oh, queen semen, honey. Queen semen. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I'm glad she changed it. I see you, queen. was even more fun. I see you, queen. Like, it was the whole disco theme. and You right. know, she's interesting because she's so talented. Raja is so yeah. incredible. Really, really fun. And then last but not least, we have um, Kylie Sonique in her little witch Halloween outfit. I love this idea. Oh, my God. I really love this idea. I thought it was so I cute. loved the witch. Yeah. Loved it. I thought it was really one. It was one of my favorites. I mean, honestly, I think that if there could have been a few details done that would have won mm-hmm. it for me with her. But, I mean, honestly, okay. it was if Raja wouldn't have been so sickening, you know what I mean? Right. Let's talk about the details. What would you have changed? Because she's in a hoop skirt I mean, that no. kind of goes all the way to the floor. And and she has almost like a, a little party city tiny witch hat and these little glasses and stuff. I mean, she told a, she had a whole story. This looked like an action figure. Already. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I guess if I didn't already know, like just being there, I knew she wasn't going to win the challenge just because it was so last minute. She was really rushing mm-hmm. around to make it happen. Oh. There were some unfinished edges, but what she made happen in that amount of time, the story and everything was so incredible that I loved it, honestly. I don't think that she could have changed a lot. I think I that it. there was just no way that Raja was going to get beat. You know what I mean? Like, I think I Raja just swept that challenge. But I think if Raja would have been off, Sony could have won. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's to so me, Sony was me the to... next best. I'm I'm so in love with her. I I met Sonique years ago during her very first um uh cuz I was the mm-hmm. guest on the very very first uh um snatch game and the transformation of oh, who yes. she was then and who she is now is is unbelievable but there was always that sweetness about her and I love that everybody's getting to know that this season. It seems like she was really well, well liked by the other girls. Yeah, I really I really liked her a lot yeah, and she blew fierce. me away in the snatch game. I mean, just unbelievable. So, okay. Oh, bitch. So, Her dolly was good. So good. So good. So, um, uh, listen, I got to yeah. wrap. I'm getting the signal from the producer to wrap this up. And I know you've got <laughs> your shoot to get back to you. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, where can people find yeah, you on your, on your socials? Just at Eureka O'Hara, honey. It's always been the same gig, girl. Always okay. will be, always been here, going to be here, going to keep tracking. Thank you, Alec. I love seeing you and talking to you. I so love sweet. you. Don't hang up. Now, after this episode, you can please make sure you head over to WOW Presents Plus and watch season two of Drag Tots. Also, there's a Drag Race Holland season two and so much more. I mean, Drag Race Spain. Can we talk? The official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast airs every Wednesday. And right now we have a special offer. Check out our World of Wonder store at worldofwonder.com for all of our wonderful products. You can save 10% off with the code Drag Race Podcast. Don't forget the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast right here every Wednesday on the WOW Podcast Network. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me at Alec Mappa on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can listen to my mental health podcast, Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist, streaming wherever you find podcasts. Listen. 
Uh, we love that you check us out every Wednesday. So don't forget to come back next Wednesday for more tea on the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. This has been a World of Wonder production. 